In this short episode, we share the latest headlines in marketing news and discuss valuable updates SMEs should know about. Let's get into it. Welcome to the SME Marketing Podcast with your hosts, Nick, Nige, and Dom. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the SME Marketing Podcast. As always, you're joined by Nick, Dom, and myself. Guys, happy Friday. How are we doing? I'm really good, thanks. Good, thanks, Nige. Uh, exciting week because it snowed. Yeah. And it doesn't very often snow here, but it did snow. And that and the kids were delighted. It was the first time for ages that you didn't have a bit of a battle to get the school clothes on. Because we were like, you know, if you get your school clothes on and then we can put some waterproofs on, so we can go out in the snow for a bit before school. So straight on, they were straight out. They were really excited. Uh, exciting walk to school because it was all snowy and people throwing snowballs and stuff. So actually, it was really lovely. And oddly, usually when the snow comes, the roads are completely ruined and there's cars sliding all over the place, that kind of thing. But that just didn't happen. The roads were fine, but there was still quite a lot of snow on everything else. Yeah. So it was a bit snow. strange, but the kids loved it. It was a perfect snow. So the kids loved it uh, and it's all gone now. But yeah, it's been a bit of an exciting week for that reason. So yeah, all good here. Thanks. Lovely. What about you, Nick? Snowy in, well, snowy in Plymouth? <laughs> no, the exact opposite, to be honest. Uh, zero snow. Uh, although to be fair, I haven't, I haven't ventured into the, uh, the, the hills around the area, but zero snow. And, and actually I was on the road this week, um, Bristol and Birmingham and a, uh, I somehow missed any chance of snow as well on that on those journeys, oh. so I, I haven't seen anything. I'm, quite, I'm, I'm remarkably jealous, to be honest with you guys. Yeah, it's nice every so often, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I haven't seen any snow this year, and um, you know, I wouldn't want to be caught in it. Obviously, if you're, a, but um, it's nice to sit home all cosy in it and and see the snow falling. And I, I don't, I haven't seen anything. Yeah. So. No, well, you haven't missed much. I don't know about you guys. As I get older, it's like everybody gets excited about snow. Like Dom, you've got the kids getting all excited, going, "Oh, it's going to snow." Just as a as an adult, I'm just like, oh, here we go, here we go. Here's the disruption <laughs> coming. I, I two Here's days trains, in no uh, trains. Two <laughs> days in London this week, and I flew into Heathrow, and I was just thinking, I was sat uh, in our head office, and I was looking out the window, going, "That's gonna lie, that's gonna lie, yeah. that's definitely lying." Yeah, yeah. And then I was just counting mm-hmm. down to the point where I thought, you know, BA are going to be texting me in a minute saying, "Yep, your flight's cancelled." Yeah, yeah, I'll take any excuse, won't they? But uh, luckily, all good. So aside from the snowball fights, we thought it would be interesting for us to discuss a couple of hot topics that are in marketing news. Um, so we're going to be doing these episodes, a little bit more snapshot, just rounded off, sharing some some insight into what's hitting the headlines from a marketing perspective and, and have a little discussion around it because we think there's a few uh, things each week that we really think people will be interested in. So look out for these in the news episodes. Um, hopefully they'll be worthwhile. But we've each gone out, haven't we, gents? And we've picked out a topic that we think is newsworthy of this week that's kind of been hitting the headlines in our world. Um, Dom, should we come to you first? What's uh, what's the big story for you? Absolutely. I saw something interesting this week, and this is a bit of research that's been done by Braze, and that has shown that customer retention budgets in the UK are now equal to acquisition budgets. And that's for the first time, uh, with 43% of British brands reporting they spend more than half of their budgets uh, on each. So that is really, really promising from my point of view. You know, you always get this kind of uh, battle between new customer, existing customer, how do you make sure you get enough new customers, but keep your existing customers happy, that kind of thing. Well, what this is showing is that Companies are really seeing the value in those existing companies. And I 
I personally love that because I love the whole idea of uh, more thought going into existing customers than just constantly trying to fill the bucket with new customers. Uh, I like the idea of being able to stop or, or patch up the holes in your bucket rather than having to turn the tap on harder to keep it full of water. Yeah. You know, let's just keep everyone happy in the bucket and stop it draining rather than uh, just turning the tap on faster and doing more and more and more and working harder and harder to get more and more customers. I also love the idea of that from a customer point of view, because you would imagine that if more is going into retention, more is going into things like customer service, like improved lifespan of products, like added benefits, uh, like user friendliness, all of that kind of thing you would think is being invested in more to retain those people and stop people thinking, oh, do you know what? I'm really not happy with this product or this service, so I'm going to have to look elsewhere. Yeah, People generally do not want the hassle of having to compare a million different companies or different services or different products. People genuinely and more generally want to stay with the with the product or service that they're with because it's a hassle to swap. And if you can make that worthwhile for them, I think that is going to do wonders for your service. So I, w- I was really encouraged to see that, that people are trying to retain their customers rather than constantly trying to get new ones. And I think the classic example is you know the broadband companies the insurance companies you know where you get the yeah where you get the new customer only offers and i've always hated those new customer offer offers uh, those new customer only offers and i think it just leaves a sour taste in your mouth when you have can see an offer for a better deal than you're currently on whether that's on a on a product or a service whatever that looks like so i was delighted to read that and that's why i've picked it for for this week's news story it's, it's interesting your point there about those those Phones and broadband companies, though, you're spot on them. I mean, the reason why they do that ultimately is because they know that people readily move and change yeah. suppliers, just like utility companies and all that sort of stuff. They go, right. So there's there's clearly no inherent value in, you know, over-indexing on that retention thing because they can get yes. more out of the new customers. But it, all it takes is just one to buck that trend, doesn't it? In my eyes, anyway, as a marketeer. It just takes yeah. one to go, right, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna put all the emphasis onto our existing clients. And really max that out, right? It creates a very positive message out to the market, then, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, to the consumers as well, it becomes a word of mouth thing, and and before you know it, you'll have other ones then trying to do it, and all of a sudden the behaviour switches mm-hmm. from exactly. yeah. from new customer deals to keep your customer deals really. Um, yeah. But you yeah. know, it's it's about it's about what it's it's basically about what everyone else is doing, isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, in those sort of markets, you 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 do what your nearest competitor is doing. Um, yeah. And if everyone's focused on new customers, no one's focused on retention customers. So it's interesting your stat for that reason. I recently took our, our broadband deal with uh, with Sky. It's obviously yeah. like that, and uh, and it was a new customer <laughs> introduction deal, and it was it's a fab deal. So I took it out, and the guy was explaining to me, you know, the way the whole you're in like an introduction promotion phase, and he was like, look, you're going to be paying yeah. this for the first twelve it months, goes but up to this. when it's yeah. when it's coming up to renewal, your price will increase to this. Um, and he openly turned around and said to me, and he says, however, when you move to Virgin, um, you know, for the following year, we'll keep your account <laughs> open. So when you come back to us, we'll be able to maintain that price. I like it. And I thought, okay, I'm not getting anybody in trouble in the call centers at Sky, but yeah. But I was like, I'm amazed that that's how they're treating their customer service. They know their customers are going yeah. to move away from them, but they know that cycle is just happening. And I'm with you, Nick. That, yeah. You know, you got to do something about that in terms of retention. You have yeah, to, yeah. So it's almost like presumption. That is when yeah, you move yeah. across presumption. Yeah, honestly, yeah, amazing. <laughs> and soon, yeah, that's, that's not great, is it? No, but like you, Dom, I think 
it's great to see this shift happening with budgets and spends. You know, it's like you say, it brings a, a whole plethora of of benefits to better customer experiences and things. So yeah, it'd be one to keep an eye on, I think, to see how that shift pans out in the next few months as well. I wonder as well if it's got something to do with kind of internal conversations around uh, spend more more broadly and whether companies are feeling that if they're going to have to tighten their belts in some way or another, often, as we know, uh, unfortunately, things like media spend can be looked at. Yeah. You know, it's quite an obvious thing to cut back on. Perhaps they're looking to shift that investment and going, okay, let's look longer term at this because what we do know and always have done and we've talked a lot about before on this podcast is two things. Number one, it is your existing customers that get you through really challenging times. When uh, when there's kind of a challenging macroeconomic yeah. environment, it is your existing customers and your loyal customer base that gets you through that. And uh, the second thing is we know it costs a lot more to get a new customer in than it does retain one. So perhaps they're looking to actually take back some of that spend on uh, outwardly going looking for new customers and spending more on on investing in current customers. Maybe it's discounting their prices as a simple kind of cash almost injection into that, but maybe it is those alternatives like added value, more more kind of fringe benefits, better customer service teams. Uh, you know, if it's online, you know, a better customer portal that you can log in and manage your account, yeah. all of that kind of thing is perhaps how they're shifting that spend and changing that. Uh, and I think that will broadly benefit customers. Mm. Yeah. Well, it's it's just it's roundly positive, isn't it? You know, I mean, we we know that if you if you yeah. can create if you create loyal customers, that's what we're looking for here ultimately, isn't it? Loyal yeah. customers, then you're creating potentially advocates. Um, exactly. Yeah. You know, and that's where new customers come from. You know, so so yeah. you know, it's 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 a it's a very wise, shrewd, savvy tactic to go down. It's just um, it's just a shame it's taken so long for businesses to catch on. I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, Nick, what's hitting the headlines for you? Well, um, I I was alerted this week to uh, a, a wholly negative stat, really, and it's a shame because off the back of, um, I think today, um, I don't know what day this is going to go out to you podcast listeners, but um, in the news where I'm looking today, the the UK economy is in growth month on month. Um and and we we're conscious that inflation, uh, at least the headline inflation, is coming down a little bit. So it's a shame to have to mention something negative. But I spotted this week that seventy three percent of consumers plan to cut back on retail spending this year, um, and that will cover most categories. By the way, um, so this this is information come out of uh, from Global Data uh, in a partnership with uh, Voucher Codes. Um, and it basically said that seventy-three um, percent of consumers in the UK are going to cut their retail spending. So, uh, and that's going to cover all all sectors and so on. Um, but largely in um, clothes retailing, fashion retailing, sportswear, technology, and some other health and hobby pursuits. And um, mm. and and I think this I can, I can only speculate ultimately on what this data says. I, I can't go any deeper than that. But but um, I think it's you know when you've got pressured financial economic times. It's often the discretionary spending that does get cut back, right? And yeah. you know, retail, you know, especially around um, you know clothing and and tech is often discretionary spending, right? You know, they're often kind of yeah. treats and things that you want to kind of do to make you feel better. They're not often replacement items or wear and tear items, although often that does come into it. It's it's usually it's usually treat stuff. So it's a it's a marked acknowledgement that we don't need that currently with those pressures um 
Interestingly, of course, food and drink retail will see a growth, right? But that, yep. that often isn't discretionary spend, of course. <laughs> These are items that you need <laughs> to sustain being alive, right? <laughs> so, um, yes. so, um, so there, and also the one, another one that is going to see growth um, as part of these stats is um, is the um, gifting and flower market, um, uh, you know, um, florists and so on. Because, and, I, and I, again, I can only speculate, but I suspect that's a lot to do with goodwill and strong mental, positive mental health and so on, and not only for your, the, each individual but the recipients as well. So I suspect that's that's linked to that. But yeah, it's um, it's a it's it's a bit of a bad news really for. Uh, retail and and I mentioned sports um, sports retailers there as well and, and so on. But I don't know if you've seen the news this week that um, Adidas and I'll say Adidas, not Adidas. Um, no, <laughs> but um, Adidas have um, uh, reported massive financial losses. Um, yes, um, I did see that. Yeah, a lot to do with partnerships. Correct. Yeah, yeah partnerships yeah. and and overextending themselves to be honest in terms of growth projections but and obviously the you know the where they think those growth is going to come from hasn't actually happened and it could be a lot to link with this um you know worldwide you know inflationary costs and so on um but they're yeah. um, they've got they've got masses of stock all over the place that they just can't shift um they've their share prices plummeted and um and um you know they're they're going to have to um reassess how they operate really in the next year um, yeah. But yeah, all that's linked to it. So, and the challenge with a brand like that is, you can't really start flogging them all off cheap because no. you it makes it devalues your whole brand. Correct. So you kind of, it's one of those where they'll obviously be deciding: do you just cut your losses, or do you take a massive brand hit, which is try and flog them somewhere or give them away? You know, it's really yeah. mm. it's a really challenging one that but yeah I, th- I think yeah that is you know slightly negative nick but i think realistically you know you don't want to bury your head in the sand and not know about these things and you know trying to think about things you you could do you, you've got to try and add value and again we talked about that current customer base that you might have you know if it's loyal customers is there is there deals that you can put on that kind of secure some spend further up up front so maybe they spend a little bit more now but they get you know, double the service or they get more more product or whatever it is you're you're selling and then it kind of secures some income for you and secures their custom for a bit longer. Or interestingly, I saw who co-authored that, Nick, was voucher codes. Now, I don't know how uh, biased the, the kind of research has been, but voucher codes would probably be not a bad way to go to get Correct. people. Correct. Because people yeah. will be looking for voucher codes right that kind of thing and it's a very common behavior now for someone to find what they want and then take that product or take that website name and put it into google followed by voucher codes yeah yeah or voucher codes for www.nike.com or whatever it is Um, and that's across every sector you mentioned most sectors there nick it would be affected that will be on on normal retail but it'll also be on any type of service, you know, whether you're hiring a hiring a car or a piece of equipment yeah. or something, people will put in the website and they'll put voucher codes. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, a bit suspect that it's uh, from voucher <laughs> codes themselves, but it might be. It might actually be a good way to go. Is how can you can I team up with with other mm. companies like that affiliates? You know, affiliate marketing. Have a look into that to see how else you could you could broaden your mm. reach. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But if you think like nowadays, we're all quite savvy shoppers, you know, in a way that. Yeah, you know, exactly. We hunt around yeah. quite a bit for the best possible deal. You know, mm. even if it's something simple like you, you've picked out a jumper or or a dress, and that's what you're after. You can, yeah. you know, you'll be hunting the internet 
to see if what retailers providing at the best cost or the quickest postage mm, and you, correct. You know, you've got that so exactly for brands i think there is got to be that key demonstration of value but without the yeah. risk of turning into a a sales always on orientated brand is is a tricky balance you know you've got to show value yep. at the right times um mm. but maybe take your stat as well Dom. i think that's good advice for for retail companies out there really when it comes to you know, retention of customers is what can you be doing at that individual sales point to have a recurring customer develop from that? So, exactly. you know, yeah. is it a reward scheme? Mm-hmm. Is it something that, well, actually, if you transact with yeah. us, it's very apparent that you'll get vouchers every time you shop with us and, and discount it that way. Yeah. Um, but I also think the supermarkets, um, you know, especially in the recent, I say recent, but in the last couple of years, the changes to like Tesco Club Card in terms of their loyalty program that's massively changed their business and how it performs by totally yeah actively seeking better value products it makes you from a first party data point of view it's genius because you've got to sign up to it and then that's when you'll get those club card prices in store rather than it just constantly being like a voucher based program it's you're totally right you're totally right now just revolutionized their performance and it's um and i I, you know i know we've done podcasts before on reward programs and so on and they are yeah they are you know, to do them super effectively, they are yeah you know, they're not easy to get off the ground, but there are ways for yeah. an SME to do it that that can just ingratiate their customers in the right behaviour. I think it's um, but I think they're brilliant. You know, I mean, you know, I I as a consumer myself, uh, I don't I don't I'm not really bothered if the rewards I'm getting are brilliant or or poor. To be honest, I I, I almost want something that minimises my decision making. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And gives me a reason or a compelling reason just to choose something over the other one. Yeah. Um, yeah. And if that something as subtle as a reward program means that I've got a reason to focus on it and a reason Keep, to choose that over something else. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. and that's, uh, that's be, the value of them. Yeah, and it can be varying degrees of complexity. You know, if you're a service, if you're a... So I'm trying to think, you know, if you're a service that might be a bit more expensive than something else. So if you're, if you're a hairdresser, for example, so a male hairdresser as opposed to a barber, mm. that will be more expensive than people going to a barber. So you might think, oh, people could just switch to a barber and it would be cheaper. Mm, yeah. But what you could do, even if at a very low level, you could have a, a printed off card in your shop and you get it stamped, people keep it in their wallet and then every, every sixth stamp that you get a free haircut or something. So it doesn't have to cost a fortune if you haven't got the the money to implement something uh, really you know, high tech and kind of in, you know integrated with all your other systems. It could be something like a print off card that people have yeah. stamped and people would do that because like I said, people don't want to switch if they can avoid it and if yeah. they can kind of if you can show that you're giving them value uh, then they'll stay with that or if it is if it's an online business there are plug-in programs now you don't have to it's not like you have to write all this in code yourself now there'll be plugins for whatever website uh, system that you're using where it will do a simple cashback scheme for customers so say say a customer spends you know, ten. You know, it's ten pounds that they might get a certain percentage off their next purchase, and it will just accumulate it in an account for them. And it's not these things are, are bought in systems that you won't have to write yourself or code yourself. Yeah. They're, they're pretty much off the shelf, and you'll have control of them, and you'll see how much people are claiming and how much. It, but again, like you're saying, Nick, it just keeps you. It gives you a decision to go to to, to you rather than a competitor, so it keeps you mm. front of mind. And there's varying degrees of investment that you need, but it's not always as much as you think. So have a look into it. Yeah, great shot. Great shot indeed. Absolutely brilliant. Right. 
Moving on, I've got uh, I've got an interesting one um, that got picked out. So in a recent survey conducted by Sensu Insight, so this was a survey completed by uh, a little under 1,700 UK adults in October, has produced some interesting statistics. And the biggest one being apparently that a quarter of Brits cut spend with greenwashing brands in 2022. Now, yeah. this is interesting for a couple of reasons because sustainability and eco-based brand products are a big thing and it's important as you know the government changes certain legislations around products and production and exporting and and taxes around these things it's uh it's really prevalent now to the british consumer so not only is a quarter yep. of brits cut spending with brands that are greenwashing it states that 23 percent of british consumers spent less money with household brands publicly accused of greenwashing last year and 34% yep. say that they've seen brands claim to be sustainable without actually providing any evidence. So if you're listening in, and we've used the term greenwashing before, if you're not clear, these greenwashing is basically, in a short way, companies that claim to be eco-friendly and have good green credentials that aren't necessarily backing it up with the right insight. So as we all know, it's very easy for a brand to go, yeah, we're sustainable. We... You know, all of our energy is produced by, you know, wind farms or green energy or whatever that might be. Um, but actually to the consumer, you know, in terms of advertising standards, there's there's very little out there that actually puts in force that you have to prove that. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, 25% of Brits actually cut. Yeah. It's not about reduced spend. They actually choose not to spend with a brand actively don't spend with it yeah exactly it's it's almost worse than that, yeah. isn't it? They're actively seeking not to spend with them so yeah i think it goes to show that you know what we always say really you've got to be genuine about everything that you're doing now because it's too easy to look up it's too easy to google you know who are, is this genuine is it not and i think people are really savvy about the climate now i think you know about 10 years ago i remember when easyjet might even be longer now easyjet started saying do you want to offset your ticket and we'll, you know, you can spend another whatever tenner on your ticket and we'll offset it by planting some trees. Now, I think back in the day, people were like, oh, yeah, well, that sounds that sounds great. That sounds reasonable. Yeah. But then with people's climate knowledge increasing, you know, you can't cut down a 100 year old tree and replace it with a new one <laughs> and it do the same job. You know, Absolutely. it's not it, th these things don't work in, in, in that way. And I think people are really savvy about what, you know, what green actually means now yeah uh, i was on a car hire site the other day and you tire a car and that as well right at the end of the payment and that's when often these things come says do you want to offset your rental for for an extra five quid and i thought what are they doing to to do that there was no click through there was no view how we do this there was no further information and i just didn't believe it so you know i didn't actively not not spend with them but i think if you're going to do it you've got to be really open really honest about it and be really clear about what what you mean by that because it's too people know too much about it now mm. yeah it comes on to the um it comes down really to the essence of an effective healthy strong brand isn't it which is which is yeah. which is formed from trust you know if you can't if yeah. you can't trust a brand or a company because you know either they're they under overcharge you or they their product isn't of satisfactory quality or their business integrity yeah. isn't there or they lie in their advertising or you know whatever whatever it is if there's an element that you can't trust you will not transact with it yes yeah. that's that's a reality for everybody you know you don't have to be a brand loyalist or a uh, you know a transactional just one if you can't trust it 
Yeah. It's not something you often think about. It's just an instinct. Yeah. You know, yeah. I don't trust it. Not buying it. Absolutely. So. And I think because so much of this is hitting the news headlines as well, you know, it's kind of, this is a conversation around mainstream media. And I think, you know, they kind of said nowadays, if you work within, I think it was especially retail, you know, sort of supermarket product packaging, things like that, you know, you're only one marketing message away from having an absolute reputational crisis on your hands, mm. you know, if, yeah, yeah, if you, you don't have it yeah. right. So I think yeah. you're right, Nick, there's, a, there's an essence of honesty and integrity that needs to form a part of this, but it's, it's also about being completely transparent about, you know, your products. I think some of the most powerful message that, that I've seen around sustainability is, is brands that maybe say, look, this is what we're doing. We're not there yet but we're doing everything we yep. can to get there. And it's that whole yep. argument around, you know, brands that claim to offset and actually now the government's mm. going to be yep. putting SMEs, everybody under pressure and sort of, you know, tax regulations as well coming into play around the fact that you you can't claim to have something that you, you don't or you're not yeah. doing. So yeah. I think sometimes yeah. the power of, look, we're on this journey and this is where yeah. we aim to get to in three years, five years, 10 years. Yeah. So offsetting kind of falls to the background. And actually what you're looking for is a, a zero carbon emission company. Exactly, yeah. I think the offsetting is probably a bit of a dirty word or some, lots of people will see it as a dirty word now as yeah. in you've got to stop doing it. You can't just offset it yeah. with something else. You've got to find a new way of doing yeah. it. So mm. yeah, I think, I think you're right. Yeah. And not to take this point as well, just off marketing to a degree you know there's there's a certain element of um attraction of employees that's part of this as well so you know if you, yeah. if you look at millennials yeah, and we talk about this from definitely. marketing personnel you know we've seen in studies people coming into marketing you know at university or degree level or even even you know zero qualification kind of apprenticeship roles um we've seen that a big thing for millennials moving into roles and gen z's coming into roles is environment integrity these are things that are important to them and actually if you're yeah. an employer that doesn't carry the right sort of sustainable, you know, credentials. Yeah, um, they're not going to want to contribute to that. You wouldn't want to contribute yeah. to that. So actually, mm -hmm. in the long run, yeah. not only brand reputation, it might actually stop you from employing, you know, the quality or or the the yeah. type of staff yeah. that you want, which is interesting. So, wow, that's a lot in three topics, guys. But yeah, all food for thought. We hope everybody find that really useful. Like I say, we're going to be doing these episodes um, every so often just to kind of highlight some of the key news. We are keeping a close eye on what's happening with the markets in terms of spending up. So we'll provide a little bit more insight into that in the coming episodes. But from us here on what is a snowy day with me, we wish you all <laughs> a happy Friday. Have a great weekend from the three of us here. It's goodbye for now. Bye. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to the SME Marketing Podcast. We love reading and answering any questions that you may have. So drop us an email to reachcommercialmarketing at reachplc.com and we'll catch you on the next episode.